Hey, Jamie. Hey, Keith. How are you, man? I'm doing all right, minus being sick, just rocking my fourth cold of the year. How about yourself? Uh, same here, man. Same here. I don't know. Have you ever... Uh, did those flu shots work? Have you ever had a flu shot? Does those work? <laughs> my I wife gets like... them every year, and she gets uh, significantly fewer illnesses than I do. The downside is I'm kind of a pansy and petrified by needles. So oh, that's that's the downside for me. So I just never get them. I, I wouldn't... I, I got a, something about going into the grocery store, like with pharmacies and like getting a shot. That kind of, that kind of weirds me out. But... Um, you have the approach of like, there's no way they're qualified for this. This, <laughs> well, this can't be right. Like you can't put the guy next to like the ice cream and like think that that's okay. What? So in. I would argue that that's exactly where he should be. Think about it, right? Kid gets a shot, you know, vaccine or something. What do all kids want? And a lot of parents offer them afterwards if they're, oh, oh you did such a good job. Ice cream. So you're saying it's plant. That it's is- a mind game. People put the pharmacies right next to the frozen food section just so that their flu shots, just so they can sell more ice cream for flu shots. Bingo. I would actually, that, I was just sort of joking, but that might honestly be a real consideration. I I like it. I think they could also store the medicine um, if, you know, in the cooler for the medicine that needs to be, you know, cooled down. They they have a, they have a whole cooler system right next to their, their pharmacy. Yeah, that would make sense too to use it that way. Yeah, I'm I'm also sick, man. I've uh, and this is also my fourth, my fourth uh, cold slash flu slash can't talk. I couldn't talk like two days ago, so we had to move this uh, recording a recording a few days uh, away. Yeah, this always brings up the question of why do we live in Ohio? Oh well, yeah. I I look outside my window. Uh, every day and ask myself that question but whatever i have to kill my wife's parents and then i could move but until i do that uh, those are big steps yeah let's let's edit that out yeah (laughs) (laughs) um so how did the last two weeks go for you and it's a little it's two weeks plus since you said we had to record uh, a little bit later due to illness but how'd it go (sighs) ah you had to you had to throw in the plus huh so it makes me feel like even a a bigger loser. Um, oh, don't feel bad. I'm going to feel, I'm going to say, well, this is going to take four seconds as I tell you what I didn't do last week. So, um, if you remember, um, our heroes from last week, uh, I was going to work on conversations, get those finished, and then work on uh, implementing those in Tetsu. Um, and I didn't finish conversations. So, this is like a pretty hard problem to to solve, um, and I underestimated um, how big it is. And actually, since then, I don't think it's such a big problem. But I went through three or four different um, ways to solve this uh, problem of conversations, <clears throat> and in the end, I decided just I'm um, storing the conversations in memory. Um, and that's enough for right now. So I'm actually, within the last four days or so, I've actually uh, gotten a lot done in the conversations area. Um, and I'm <clears throat> testing it out in Tetsu as I go. And I'm able to, uh, you know, 
execute several blocks in conversations. And so it's um, the thing that I'm going to open source. Uh, it's going it's called Converse right now. Converse, Converse. See, this is why I need to change the name. I can't use. Yeah, you can't use a word that has trademarked. two pronunciations. Right. So anyway, um, I am going to open source that, but I am uh, really close to implementing um, conversations in the in the way that I need them. But I'm going to add some additional functionality um, for that uh, for other people. But there's one big big caveat here in that if I'm storing them in memory, if your app restarts for any reason, you're going to lose your place. Um, everybody that's in a conversation is going to lose their place in the conversation. So I want to fix that problem because um, Tetsu is hosted on Heroku. And if you don't know this, uh, Heroku restarts everybody's app every single day at some random time, which is amazing. That's great. Yeah. yeah. I would suggest yes. not doing that, but... I would. So there's also another um, issue there is I'm finally going to get off of Heroku. Um, of, but that's kind of on the uh, on the back burner. Um, but that still doesn't... If somebody uses this conversation uh, piece on Heroku, I don't want them to lose all their conversations. So I need to somehow serialize these blocks still. And... Um, I think I'm going to look into actually building a, a serialized block, a serialized proc um, object. So, Okay. Yeah. How did you end up, how are you storing things in memory anyway? Just in a, an array of um, conversations. Oh, so you have like a, uh, so have this, a is, this has become not thread safe at this point, I think? Yes. Not thread Got safe. it. Yep. Okay. That makes sense. All right. Well, it's yeah. In a single t- it's in a singleton object that um, basically is like a factory. Okay. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's because uh, the idea of storing those can be abstracted away pretty easily. Like you can have an in-memory store and uh, probably a Redis store and maybe Postgres store. Yeah, well, you're a little stuck, I guess, for storing those things off when it comes down to the uh, executable portions, like the dynamics. Yeah, yeah, unless I can create some sort of serialized proxy. Yeah, so you'll have to create something that can marshal itself, more or less, and then from there you'll be able to uh, store that in about any sort of data source. But yeah, that's the that's the missing piece for you. Yep. So um, I am still probably two weeks away from, from finishing that. Um, and the other thing I did, um, which uh, may take a little bit to explain, but um, so uh, I started a new another project. <laughs> um, and this is a long time coming, but um, so Tetsu has kind of a, a pretty robust scheduling system that... Um, I created, actually, you created as well. You helped create, I believe. Yes. Um, that allows us, so we schedule a bunch of things in Tetsu, schedule uh, stand-ups. You can schedule when a uh, stand-up quits uh, and when a stand-up goes on and moves on to the next. Um, you can have like a time limit based on when a participant needs to answer a question. Oh, nice. And then, and then it can, it, you know, you can say, hey, three, they have three minutes, and if they don't, it goes on to the next um, participant. That, that thing is also scheduled. 
and uh, the one thing that was missing from the scheduling system was automatic um, adjusting for daylight savings time. So I added that uh, at the beginning of November before um, the U.S. time time uh, moved uh, back from daylight savings time. And uh, so we spent a lot of time building like the scheduling type of system. So I've always wanted to take that piece and move it out and sell it as its own product, kind of like selling your byproducts, right? That I learned from the Basecamp dudes. Yeah, makes sense. Works for them. They make millions works, off of it. Works for them. So actually, uh, a, a pretty, I wanted to start this for a while and I never really had a name for it. And I, there's something about me where like I need a name for something, even if it's like a temporary name, mm-hmm. like Converse. Um, so, uh, and everybody that I talked to about this said, oh yeah, like a cron job, like a cron job. So this is kind of a, a funny story. Uh, not really funny for me, but. Yeah, um, it's a little sad, actually. It's a little sad. So uh, there's, a, there's a TLD, a, a top-level domain available called .jobs that recently came up. And it's supposed to be reserved for HR people. I don't know what the governing body is, but uh, cron.jobs is available. So towards it was like Thanksgiving. It was before Thanksgiving break. It was like around like November 20th or so. So I go uh, to GoDaddy, unfortunately, which was like the only registrar that had this TLD. Um, I hate GoDaddy, but they, they had them. It was kind of expensive. It was $140. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to get this. So I go and try to register it, and uh, GoDaddy uh, errors out. Gives me like a 500 when I like hit checkout. So I tried this several times. Tried on different browsers, whatever. The next day I was like, you know what? I'm gonna get this. So I uh, chatted up with support, and they were basically sending me through their their um, sales fun- like the sales funnel, and. Uh, when they got to the credit card piece, I didn't have a credit card on file, so they're like, "What's your credit card?" And I was like, "Well, I don't want to give it to them over chat." So I said, "I'll just, I'll just put it in the. Can I just put it into the system, and then you guys can use it?" And they're like, "Yeah." So I go to put that in the system, and they're like, "That 500s." I'm like, "How does this fucking company make money?" Anyway, um, edit. Uh, and so I, I, I didn't. I was like, "You know what? This is 400 or 140 bucks." I'll deal with this later. I'm going to call it cron jobs. So I go and I start working on this and I pretty much have like all the code um, for this thing. Uh, I do want to eventually probably write it in Elixir, but I was like, you know what? I have all the Ruby code now because Elixir would actually be pretty simple to do this. Um, Mm -hmm. But I had all the code and I have like, uh, I'm wrapping in it with an API and I have a bunch of APIs that I've created. So I have that code. I'm using Grape, by the way, which I love Grape. Shout out to Grape. Um, for the API portion. Um, nice. So anyway, I go and I'm, that's, that's also what I've been working on the past two weeks. Um, and it's pretty close to like me being able to use it in Tatsue. The plan is I'm going to have it being able to use in Tatsue by probably the end of this week. Um, and then I'm going to have it available for early beta release by the end of the year. So I'm going to have wrap a, a, a UI around it and things like that. Um, and then I'll release it sometime next year. Um, nice. Probably, probably January. If it really... Anyway, so uh, 
last week, I think it was, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go out and um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get that cron.jobs. Jobs. I noticed that uh, the registrar that I use, DN Simple, uh, which is amazing. Shout out to DN Simple. Does uh, not paid advertising, although it could be if you want to use it. And um, so I go out there and they have dot jobs now. So I go and register with them and they say it's already taken. And I was like, mother. So I go to cron.jobs and sure enough, somebody has cron.jobs now. And they're, it looks like they have like a little landing page. It looks like they're doing exactly <laughs> what this app is going to do. More power to them, whatever. I'm more pissed that I didn't register register that domain because that's a brilliant domain. So I registered uh, callback.run. I know it's not as cool, but I wanted a TLD that's not .io or AI or .com. And .run oh, nice. is pretty sweet. That is pretty cool. I didn't even know there was a .run domain. No. but So I was actually looking for a .sh, but I didn't know if people would get like a shell. Like, uh, Oh, gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense. So I got callback.run. I'm calling it callback. Maybe callback.run. I don't know. But um, yeah, I plan on releasing that uh, pretty soon. So I've been working on that in um, in conjunction with uh, Tatsu Conversations. That's what Man, I've been doing. You, you make me feel so lazy. Well, so here's the thing, too. It's like I get bored easily with what I'm working on. Well, not bored, but... I like to be able to, to switch back between two different, totally different projects. And these projects are pretty, pretty a lot different. Like one's a web-based API and the other one is, you know, um, uh, a pure Ruby implementation that's using bots. And so they're pretty different. So I like to like, when I get stuck or it's probably not the most productive thing to do, but when I get stuck or uh, I don't feel like working on that anymore, I just switch to the other project. So uh, that's helped a little bit. Yeah, I mean, that if it works for you to to bounce around uh, occasionally, you know, when you feel like you're you need to let your subconscious mind think about the problem you're working on in Project A and then go off and work on Project B in the meantime, right. that seems like a totally reasonable approach. Yep. So that's what I've been working on, man. And besides, and also getting sick. So what have you been doing? Yeah. So uh, if we go back to my um, contribution to the last episode, I said that, oh, okay, Kendra's going to be really busy this, uh, this, you know, two weeks ago, she's got some dance stuff that she's going to be dealing with. So I'm going to have like the house to myself, I'll have plenty of time. Uh, so I'm going to buckle down and really get a ton of stuff done on Coder Journey. I'm gonna, I want to get ahead on my tutorials so that I don't have to rush and get those out each week. And then I want to get a landing page up for my paid Docker course that I want to have launched. And what ended up happening is none of those things. Um, and, like, I'm actually currently behind on my Coder Journey stuff. Like, I need to record one today, which is a day after when I normally have one launched. Um and then on the landing page bit, I actually did make a little bit of progress on that, but not a ton. And so I'm actually taking these next three days and the next Monday uh, to kind of really dig down and invest in getting this course entirely finished, or at least finished enough to where I could put it out there for like pre-sale and uh, not feel bad if somebody paid for it and got like part of the course that wasn't quite done yet, but like the rest of the stuff was being um, wrapped up and yeah. shipped. So that's my, that's currently where I'm at right now. And I ended up, what, what happened is basically like 
we were bad you know we talked about burnout and the last time we were talking and I was feeling that pretty bad but I felt I thought I could kind of get past that and then what ended up happening is like I had all this time by myself and what I do I literally just like sat around I like read some stuff I watched some stuff on YouTube I like played some video games like I was just a total bump on a log like I had no motivation whatsoever and it was it was like so miserable and obviously those sort of days just make you feel worse yes and then, that's the problem and, with burnout is like yeah. the whole time you're like sitting there playing video games or watching something you at least for me i'm like always thinking man i should really be working on x and that just feels like it just burns you out more oh know. yeah it's a it's a vicious cycle but uh, ended up sitting down. Kendra and I talked about it to kind of dig down. Because I really, I thought I knew what the problem was, but I didn't really uh, dig into it too much. But it's more just like I really thrive on having a routine. And my routine's been jacked up for like the last like six months, especially just like one-off things happen here and there. And it like throws off everything I'm doing. So I got my routine back in line with like morning stuff. I'm a morning person. So I wake up at five and I kind of get to work on things. Um and so back to exercising, back to uh, at least chopping out an hour in the mornings to work on all of my stuff. So that's been really good over the last week. Um, but the thing that held me up from getting my coder journey stuff done this week is the fact that my that like I only have two more tutorials left in the series. Like I have a let's slap a UI on this Rails project that I'm showing you, and then let's deploy this thing. And that is a nightmare. I hate doing UI work. Like, I'm so bad at UI stuff. So that just made me procrastinate super hard. And then, you know, I go off and I do, like, research and stuff. But I did, I was actually doing some some things just for fun while I was procrastinating with this. Have you seen JavaScript30.com? Yeah, yeah. I si- I actually saw your, your toot and I signed up for it. I haven't, of course, worked on it, but. It's pretty cool, honestly. Yeah, like, it's very uh, popular. I see a lot of. I mean, it's hugely popular. Um, it seems like he does it does good work on it. Yeah, and this guy, like, he's an educator. Like, that's basically what he does. Like, he just packages up his own courses and kind of sells them or gives them away. But he has another one on Flexbox that I really want to take. That's free. Um, I'm like, ooh, this could be good because, like, what's the worst part about doing uh, UI work? It's the layout, layout because CSS layout. makes no sense at all. Yeah. Um. That's that's where I currently sit on this. So today I'm gonna be I'm almost finished with uh, with that video that I need to release today, and then the rest of my week is dedicated to um, actually knocking out because the deployment video for next week is gonna be super easy. But uh, yeah, the rest of this week is gonna be dedicated to actually getting my Docker course done and put out there. My goal is I want to have at least my first sale before the end of the year. That's my I want to say I made. Like Coder Journey made some money in 2016. That's that's going to be where I uh, hang my hat on this year. Oh, that's going to really screw up your taxes. <laughs> okay, ma- well, I don't think I'll actually. I'm just make joking. Money. It's not going to screw it. I actually, I don't even think you need to. You don't make over like 500 bucks or something. I don't yeah, know. I think the last time I did any like side work, my accountant was like, "Dude, why'd you go and make that much money? Now, now you have to pay like a ton of taxes on that." Right. Um, he's like, no, "If you had just made less than like 600 bucks, you'd have been good." Right. Yeah. No, that's a good, uh, that's a good, uh, motivator. So yeah, that's where I'm at right now. And I'm feeling pretty good about it. And, uh, the YouTube channel and stuff's still going pretty well. It's kind of nice to, uh, I check in there periodically. I almost have a thousand videos on my first or a thousand views on my first video. If I had a thousand videos, I would be sitting pretty. So I figured out how YouTubers have like vloggers and stuff, make their own, make their money. Um, so you should become a vlogger. 
But um, so like I don't know if you know who Roman Atwood is, but he's like a he's like one of the top YouTube vloggers. He's got like ten million subscribers. Uh, but he gets he makes like a hundred and forty grand a, a month nice. off of his vlogs. Um, what you do is you take if you take like a two dollar CPM, you take the number of views that uh, that a, a video has, divide it by a thousand, and multiply it by two, um, and that's pretty much how much money they make on that video. So you're about to make two dollars. If you had ads turned on, but you don't have ads turned on. I do not. Uh, so I technically do. My videos are monetized, uh, but I turn off like the ad that plays before the episode. Um, and that's just because it's one of those things. Like, So technically, they're like a banner ad off to the side. And I don't even put the like banner ad that's in the video because I'm like, all this stuff is annoying. And I would, I would actually turn ads on. Even though, I mean, because I think technically in my YouTube account, I did have ads on for a little while. Uh, like the actual plays before the video ads. And I've made roughly 70 cents to date, I think. Um, yeah, so I will never get paid by YouTube at the rate I'm going there, which is fine. Like, I'm more using them as, like, a hosting provider and a way for people to find me. Yeah. My my long game here is that, you know, YouTube is a place that people go to look for stuff. It's the second yep. biggest search engine in the world. Yep. So I want to have a presence there so people can find me, and then I need to be better about directing people off of that to my own site, which can then get them into, like... Uh, my courses or if I you know eventually I think kind of want to write a book at some point um, nice. those sort of things and so that's where I'm doing that and I host it on YouTube and then I end up embedding the video in a blog post anyway and I've never actually figured out like if you embed it it still plays ads I think and I don't want people to see video ads when they're on my site watching my stuff so that's why yeah. I turned the, the ads off. What if you uh, have you thought about like deploying them both to like vimeo and youtube and like embedding the vimeo on your site and then youtube's just a place for people to find you oh uh no i hadn't actually thought about that that would probably vimeo's work. vimeo's better for like you know the embedding because they don't have the ads and they don't have you know it's more of like a hosted wistia almost yeah i'll have to and check out i think out their vimeo. their controls are better like better UI. oh yeah like the actual ui on the video kind of thing yeah yeah, yeah. That the thing that's a and that that would actually make sense because most of what I have to link out to from my videos in YouTube is like, hey, go go here and check out the code because like the blog post has all the code in it, um, or you know, go here to check out the course that you you know if it's if it's a Docker video, you probably want my like intro to Docker course, mm-hmm. um, or eventually you'll want the like new one that I'm coming out with, but. Uh, so I have to link out to those things. But if you're already on my site, I can just put it in the body of the blog post and you'll eventually find it or, you know, put it like a little banner underneath the video or something and to kind of draw your attention to the important things. So that, that might be something I look into. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cool. do that because, yeah, then YouTube can actually make me some money. Not, not very much. Like I'd eventually make some coffee money, I think. But, uh, yeah. you know, over the long game, right? Because that's, yeah, that's exactly. how this works out. Is like, that's how everybody has to start out. Somewhere. Yeah, everybody yeah. starts out super small. And Casey Neistat started out with, uh, you know, 70 cent videos. Yeah, very true. But, yeah, so that's where I'm sitting. I'm, in, I'm very motivated right now. So I'm, I'm in a good mood now versus uh, the burnout I had experienced over the last, like, month or so, which is miserable. Uh, I had originally wanted to have this paid-for course out before December even started, and then, yeah, everything just went haywire for me. So 
I'm feeling cool. good about getting it done by the end of the year. And I'm kind of, it's been a little while since I've actually dug in and really got my hands dirty with Docker stuff. So it'll be, it'll be nice to go in and uh, write the scripts out for this stuff and um, get that out there. Cool. Um, cool, man. Yeah. So the next time we talk will be next year. So, um, yeah, well, that's true. Uh, I guess if, if we stick to two weeks uh, from today, we would be moving everything to Wednesday. If we stick yeah. from two weeks from our previous recording date, then we would actually record on New Year's Eve. Yeah, I'm I'm good with recording on New Year's Eve as long as it's uh, in the morning. Yeah, that works uh, for me. Because um, after that, the drinking starts and then the football. Um, so, cool. Okay. <laughs> so maybe we'll have one more show for this year. Yeah, that would that would actually be great for me because then that's just right. motivation. Because if I get we get cool. here on New Year's Eve and you're like, "Hey, is that thing launched yet?" and I say no, I'm gonna feel so bad. Cool. And uh, yeah, so that that would be great. Cool, man. All right, so you're gonna have your paid for course launched and uh, your Docker landing page, right? Well, yeah. So it'll have a landing page and be launched. So. It'll be it'll be there in its entirety. Ideally, I wanted to have a landing page as like a place that I could direct people, so that I could get like pre signups before I was uh, getting any money from people, just to get a little like mailing mm-hmm. list of people that I could send this out to. Mm-hmm. But um, my my we're... mailing list is like three hundred people right now, anyway. So I uh, I'll send it out to them whenever it's ready. But yep. So the Docker course should be done. Cool, man. And I will have probably a launch i will have a launch page for callback and i will have the conversations done by by the next time we speak awesome sounds good i'll talk to you in two weeks all right dude bye